Hi there, and welcome to the Walk of Life, Passion, Purpose, and People. This is Cheryl Thibault, and our special guest today is Dr. Vi V. Oh, sorry, I spelled it Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's from Houston, Texas. And she has an incredible story. So thank you for coming on our show today. And your chapter in the book from Visionary Women Leaders is called Healthy Food, Healthy Life, and Healthy Relationship. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How you came up with the name? And you're a relationship chef, it says, but you're also something else that I was completely overtaken by because when I saw Ultimate Relationship Chef, I thought, okay, she's either a relationship coach, or she's a cooking coach, or healthy food, healthy life, she's into lifestyle. But then when I saw what you do for a profession, I was uh, a little bit astounded. Do you want to tell everyone what you do? Uh, Yes, ma'am. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for on your show. And it's an honor to uh, be invited and to be on here. So um, I am a root canal specialist. And I know, you know, so whenever you need to go to your, you know, your dentist send you out for that, you know, difficult root canal, you go to an endodontist. And um, I kind of took a different path. Um, Instead of doing the traditional root canal, I kind of went along, uh, you know, I did a lot of research, a lot of, you know, digging into things. And um, I, I pretty much practice biological endodontics. So what that means is just because I, you know, as you could already tell, I'm really very much into health. And, you know, I, I, I always wanted to look into see after I master my skill, I always want to look and see how can I do it better for my patient or what is it I can improve upon. And it came to that I can give them the best work with the least harm to the body. So that's how I became the biological endodontist by, you know, pretty much using material, materials and tools that um, doesn't leave any harm and, and it actually promote healing, like such as using the laser to do root canal. I'm sure a lot of people have never heard of that before. Then um, it's, it's incredible. And using ozone, oxygen gas to disinfect the tooth. So we really try to avoid any chemicals. And you know, those thing, the two things together, even in, in the medical world, um, those things are fantastic and, and healing and, and everything, you know? So, so pretty wow. much I, how I came about healthy food, healthy life, health relationship is because of the way I practice, I don't just see my patients for a root canal and done and goodbye because, you know, we view health as really an overall connection uh, in the body. Um, so sometimes, for example, if your root canal doesn't heal, it's not because your endodontist did a bad job. It's just really your whole body connection, your health and everything. And, and I really enjoy um, that with my patient where we sit down, we talk about health and what is linking to what and really discuss that with them and help them, you know, and, and so I enjoy that a lot. And so it lead me down to the and I naturally love cooking. So I could just kind of went down that path, you know, and when I started to have um, a family of my own, I have three kids, and they we homeschool them. Oh. And, and uh, yes, ma'am, I have my practice. And then fortunately, I live very close to home. So I can run back and forth, uh, you know, to make it work, right? But if you live, if you work far away, it's really not possible to do that. And um, as I raise my children, I see, you know, for me, when I had my first kid, it was like, wow, you know, 
um, because I grew up with nothing. I was like, well, how do I give my kid everything? You know, how do I get their um, uh, education fund loaded or, or everything else like most parents would do. But then one day I realized that they don't need that. I didn't need that, you know, and, and what I need is to teach them relationship, you know, and, and being a busy parent, sometimes I don't have time to go to games. I don't have time to do other extracurricular activities, but I realized that there's a tool that I have every single day, you know, three times a day, really to, to be able to not just take care of them, but also to teach them that valuable life lesson is through cooking. Um, wow. My, my mind went somewhere else with the healthy relationship because I'm single. So I've had so many people want to, you know, oh, well, let's cook together. And it's become, you know, almost the new thing where men are really getting into the kitchen and, and it's become that thing where they think, oh, so when you said healthy relationship, I was thinking husband and wife, but now you're putting it straight into the children. And that's fabulous that you can come together as a family and, and make that happen. Do they help you in the kitchen too? Yes, yes. So, you know, we have a family where, you know, there's grandparents living, you know, my mom and dad live with us and, you know, um, there's, you know, my husband and three kids. So it's really important that they, we all interact together every day because I see we go home, we get so tired. We don't want to talk about anything or we sit, sit down and eat, but we don't really talk about anything or we talk about something else, you know? Yeah. So, so it's just really, a, it's just it's being present, being mindful to me, is just super important. And, and at least we'll have that few moment at the end of the day to, together, we make it meaningful. Then we let each other know that, Hey, we're still connected. I'm here for you. I listen to you. I hear you. You know, and, and, and yeah, so that we all help, you know, my husband who doesn't like to cook, but he always loved to taste. So his, <laughs> his input is very important, right? It helps me to be a better cook, you know, and my son who loves to eat, but he doesn't know how to cook. So he, he helps with, you know, cleaning the dishes, putting the pots away. And my girls, they learn how to cook, you know, washes and clean. So they feel, they know that putting a meal together is a family effort, yeah. you know, and and while we do that, we we able to talk a common topic like, oh, wow, I like this food because of this. Or, you know, there's something that is in common that we can talk about. We're excited about the food that we eat and we're grateful for the food we eat. And, mm -hmm. and they learn that, you know, when they do that, they, it's a, a sign to show someone that you care because you put a lot of heart and love into what you do. And something that's very simple that you can do. You don't have to, oh, I need to set out a time for that. I need it, it doesn't. It just right. It's so convenient and we need to be aware of it and use it for sure. And it becomes your family time. And that's a very important thing. Um, I've always stressed this with my family and now my grandchildren, when they come over, you know, there's everyone has a device now. They all have an iPad or they all have a phone or they're all, you know, their thumbs are going faster than they can talk and and they zone out people. You know, so it's so important, especially around a dinner table that you actually have that family communication. How was your day? What are you grateful for? You know, and you can actually speak as a family too and keep that family bond together, which is, is sadly lacking in so many homes because kids just grab their plate and go sit in front of the TV and eat in another room. Absolutely. And how often, I mean, we see people go out, eat at restaurants all the time and, you know, but everybody's in their own world, even though they sit right next to each other, you know, yeah. and, 
And um, yeah, I, I, you know, luckily, as I go through this, I found that I have been able to help a lot of friends around me to just who weren't so excited about eating or, oh, I'm sorry, cooking. Who was not excited about eating, right? Because that's why I find we all, we may not all like to cook, but we all like to eat, you know, and uh, good food can definitely start a conversation, you know, Absolutely. And, <laughs> it makes everyone happy. So, you know, so I, a lot of my friends say, oh, I don't like to cook, you know, I don't want to cook, but I, I think I'm able to influence them to show them that it's just beyond liking to cook. You know, or you may not be a good cook, that's okay, but it's just how you use that because you have to eat anyways already to, yeah. to make the best out of your time and just to, not just in family, but a friendship, you know, who you go out to eat with or just anybody mm-hmm. around you and, 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 and make a, a meaningful relationship out of that, you know. Yeah, so. and, and you know, when it, whenever you have a party, everyone seems to collect in the kitchen. It just yeah. seems that way that it, you know, it's the, it's the gathering place. You can have a massive house, but everybody's in the kitchen, you know, their hands are in the sink. They're helping with dishes there. So it is, you've, I think you've come onto something amazing actually. So I wanted to just ask you a little bit about your chapter. It said mm-hmm. you immigrated to America at eight years old with $50. Was that like your whole family came with $50? Yes, yes. And, you know, I, I, I just cannot believe looking back at how far we've come, you know, it's, um, yeah, we, my parents sold everything they got. I mean, we didn't have much money at all. We lived with my grandmother. So we didn't come to America with much. I mean, with all the cost of the paperwork and all that's gone, we had a hundred dollars. But at the time, my aunt, who was in a refugee camp, she was one of the boat people in Thailand. So my dad just said, hey, we just have to split this in half, give 50, $50 to her and $50 for us, where at the time it was me and my younger sister, who was two years old. I was eight, she was two. Wow. Yeah, the- so you literally split 50-50. Yeah, split <laughs> 50-50. Yeah. 50-50 deal. Wow. Yeah. And then you went off to get your undergraduate degree in Texas? Yes, ma'am, at Texas A&M University. Wow. And, and so from coming with $50 to becoming a graduate and, and being, you went off to dental school then and got your doctorate. And now you were only, what did I read? One of two accepted endodontics, even in the whole program. Yeah, the program that I got accepted to, there were only two. So after dental, four, year, four years of dental school and, you know, you when you apply to a, a specialty program, any of them, you, you know, you apply. And then for the program that I applied to, it was just they only accepted two residents a year. Wow. Wow. You were so blessed. I'm telling you, that's such a success story to come over with absolutely nothing because $50 was for your whole family, not even just you. <laughs> yeah. And then you went off. Yeah. You went to get your doctorate in dental surgery. You got your master's in science of dentistry. I mean, that's amazing. What was your aha moment to make you decide you wanted to go into dentistry and doing all of this? What was that moment for you? You know, I I came from a very non-traditional Asian family in the sense of academic, you know, because my parents were never, hey, you need to be a doctor, you need to be, or you need to make good grades, you need to, it was never that. And most Asian family, it was always that, you know, you'd be the top of your class, you've been an engineer, you'd be a lawyer. My parents had, I feel so blessed that they had always given us the freedom to, because they've always raised us with health and happiness is key, you know? So it was because of that, 
that I have always been given the freedom in school. But the only requirement I've ever had of us was um, you need you better be a good citizen because that's when you're gonna have to talk to me. But that was the only pressure that we've ever got them. You know, like you do you, but if I hear anything bad about you, we're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be trouble. I have to talk. But other than that, so I think um, because of that, I never did really well in grade school. So I never thought, hey, I'm I never you know I'm a smart kid. I'm gonna be for myself. Um, but I, as I, even at um, high school graduation, I said, well, I'm just going to go be a nail technician like my mother, um, <laughs> you know, because I was like, all oh, my friends are smart. They took AP. I just, I graduated from like the lowest school in Houston. So, you know, I said, I'm not going to, but then I think I just, I got a full scholarship from A&M, even though I had a high grade average, but I knew it wasn't from a top school. So in my heart, I knew I wasn't smart like my GPA show that I was, you know, I said, so, you know, but anyways, I got lucky. And then I, 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 I just went to college. I fell my first year because I didn't know how to study. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never prepared. Like, and I was so intimidated by other friends that he looked at my classmate, like he's a professor himself, you know, but I think, I think it's more of a mindset where even though I failed my first semester, I looked back, I said, well, what's there to lose? don't don't worry so much on I need to be this I need to be that how about just focus on one step at a time hey learn something that you didn't learn before and I think that's I think that's where my aha moment for my whole life is like you know what just do that you know, learn something new and, and and if you make a mistake it is an honest mistake you should be proud of that because you will learn from that you know your B is better than someone else's A because you learn so much from why you made that B yeah and and, and um so I think and then I graduated with honors. And then my aunt said, go to dental school. I said, oh, me, a dentist? No way. You know, whatever. You know, be a doctor? No way. And I was like, well, let's try anyways. And then I went, you know, and, and I, because I love working with my hands is what I realized. That. So it wasn't like I knew I always wanted to be a dentist, but someone gave me an idea and I knew that I always love, I was, I'm very good with my hand. And so I went to dental school. I said, like, wow, I did it. I'm dental school. What more? Be a specialist? No way. Because a lot of other kids go in, oh, I know I want to be a specialist of some sort. But again, I took it in a way where, you know what? Just just learn. Focus on now. Learn. Learn honestly. You know, know what you know. Know what you don't know. And 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 the rest will come. And that's when at the end, I I graduated number two and I, I got into, um, accepted to a specialty program that uh, I also get a master degree out of it the, at the same time. So I think it was really, you know, I've never been the person who I I always want to be this or I always want to be that. I like to do everything. That's me. And I always like to learn new things and yeah. And just keep going. Just learn something new. There's no pressure. Learn something new. Be better every. That's your quote. Limit yourselves and sabotage your success, right? (laughs) Yeah. So you don't want to limit yourself at all. And obviously you didn't. I just want to speak about, um, dentistry and you said your mom was a nail technician yes ma'am did you know that it was a dentist that first designed acrylic and porcelain for nails way back in the 70s oh my god that's how artificial (laughs) nails started yeah yeah they're actually personal friends of mine they're children so because I'm I started off as a nail tech I don't know if you knew that but that was how I started my career 40 years ago so oh my god they designed oh wow yeah, isn't that funny? So yes, dental 
nails started off from dental products. So there's a little bit of info for you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So uh, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit when you were talking about nurturing your strength, emotional and physical. So that's your food is medicine and it builds your immune system and that you've taken the, the medicine and related it to food because food is medicine for the body, right? So okay. You want to talk a little bit about how you're pulling all that together? You know, so I could, because I've always been raised that way where food is medicine, you know, and, and, and now that I'm so into fitness and health, because I have my own issue, that really is the key because even, you know, we all have different medical issues, but the first thing, a must to really fix any medical issue that you might have is you have to fix your nutrition and your digestion. That's just, that's a must. You have to clear the muddy water, you know, before <laughs> even in. you know, so uh, that's why to me, it's just, I don't look at food. I think that's how I get my children excited. And that's how people ask me, you know, how do you get to your kids to eat everything? You know, um, because I teach them the why they have to eat certain things. Like for example, bitter melon, it's, you know, a child to eat something so bitter, you know, it's mm -hmm. ew. like I, I've tried several times. They don't like it. But then I said, well, let me think of really get them to be motivated, you know, and, and because I try to trick them this way, it, it never worked because they have to have an inner motivation, why they want to do it, yes. then they will do it. Yes. So I explained to them why this and that, and they're like, oh yeah, I need to eat this and they eat it, <laughs> you know? And well, that's and good. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, like you said, emotion, I feel like, you know, I didn't have much and, 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 and I could make it. So can they, I just need to nurture them inside their heart and their body. Their heart needs to be hungry, you know, mm -hmm. to, to be better. And then their heart always needs to be fed. Um, not mm -hmm. just physically. Yeah, true, true enough. So do you tell them your stories of your struggle coming over and, and what it was like to to come into a new country? Uh, they, they're like, wow, are you sure? <laughs> That's funny. And you're right. I mean, how would they ever believe it, right? Yeah, they asked me that so much that I start to doubt myself. I'm like, yeah, is that <laughs> you know, I, I was like, am I telling the truth now? <laughs> you know, because sometimes you lose, like I said, sometimes my mom would be, you know, oh, they, they're, they're so little, they can't do, I said, mom, did you not remember that I was eight years old when the refugee camp, and every day I had to beat the adults to be first in line at the water reservoir and carry enough water buckets, jump across a ditch, to have enough water for a family of five to use to bathe to cook to eat that's a lot of for that's a lot of strength there you know for absolutely and so, so i don't i said no i don't really feel sorry for my children at all they're nine and they're ten that's, you you got it yeah oh yep. good for you well you've definitely come a long way so you said that your parents are living with you now yes so, they're the ones that came with $50. This life must be so different for them. Yeah. Yeah. My mom is just like, well, I, I can't believe we've came a long way. And she's just, um, she's so, we're all so grateful. And I think gratitude is such an important thing yeah. uh, to have in each person. And, and that's why I, um, you know, I teach my kids just food, you know, they eat and when they don't want to eat anything, when they want to, they, they said they don't like something. And I said, you know, you need to be grateful 
and then they they change it's not wasting food you know they even if you don't like it just finish it and be done with it you know so yes that's so true and they don't have to haul water (laughs) yeah they don't don't have to allow things that i had to do but um when we were there that's when i i started to cook for my family and that's what i realized and we so we moved to america from the camp while i was nine years old and my parents were working like i mean gosh like 12 or 14 hours just two jobs you know and i was left at home with a younger sister and because I was old enough to realize that we're going through hard times, you know, and, and I mean, at that age, you should be aware and understand, you know, and um, I always want to do something to help them, but I just know I couldn't do it because I was nine. So I knew that, you know, and I figured out the aha moment was, oh, I can cook. I can, that's the way I can help take care of them and show my appreciation and to, hey, you know, I cook a good meal for you. I'm taking good care of you so that we can continue to work and be healthy for us. And that's what I appreciate a lot about food and cooking and building relationship that way. Um, yeah. That's fabulous. That's, that's a great twist on everything. I, and I'm, I loved reading your chapter. Um, so you are very creative, obviously, you're, you're a survivor, you overcome everything that you've been challenged with. And COVID must have shut your business down. Because you, you know, you're in the medical business. And I know in Canada, it did it changed a lot of things. So how did you restructure that to keep you, you know, succeeding in that career? Oh, you know, I, um, I was actually all dentists had to shut down, mm-hmm. except for me, because <laughs> I was essential. Because, you know, when you go to a root canal specialist, that's when you have pain, right? You know, you're swollen, your tooth is infected. Uh, you, 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 they need to be seen. So I had to stay open. <laughs> I had to stay open. And, uh, but, you know, I, I was so scared like everyone else, you know, and and um, I think in a way, I'm so thankful that it taught me to, to work smarter. And because of that, you know, you make more and you work less because it taught me to work smarter. And then, you know, I, you know, now I have, I'm making more, but I'm, I have more time for my family. So that was really one good thing come out of it. And, and what really also great came out was I learned other health alternatives to take care of you, yourself, you know, because we always worry about getting COVID, right? You know, absolutely, yeah. We don't want to ask anybody. We don't see anybody, but somehow we still get it. So we can't escape this thing. Yeah. Well, we you were know. one of the fortunate ones for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Luck is on your side, and you have a Facebook page called the Ultimate Relationship Chef. Yes, That's ma'am. Hard to say real fast. The Ultimate Relationship yeah. Chef. <laughs> yeah. So we can just go onto Facebook and and put that in the search bar and find you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And what will we find on that site? You know, on that site, because I am Vietnamese and for just my personal opinion is, you know, when we, when most of the world think of Asian food in general, they think it's healthy, you know, but I like to argue, I said, no, it's not healthy because of the, there's a lot of starch. It's, and the way they change things now, they cook with a lot of sugar, a lot of oil. So that's very unhealthy and they are making it very authentic but they're teaching the younger generation as no this is authentic like for example you see a lot of Vietnamese recipe where 
one of the must recipe, the ingredient besides fish sauces, oyster sauce. And I said, that is not Vietnamese. It's never there as, you know, and, and that's so unhealthy, you know, and, and my, I guess my goal of opening that, that Grace uh, Facebook page is just stick to, you know, fighting back the true reputation of Vietnamese food is very healthy and this is how it should be done, how it needs to be done and how it's traditionally authentically be done. And I want to keep that going, you know, because I feel like the younger generation are getting lost with the wrong information of being taught, you know, mm -hmm. and also on that Facebook page, I try to show, you know, because my daughter who is going to be 10 is very involved in learning how to do things. And I want, because she's homeschooling, I want to, that to be a project for her to encourage other children to cook, and from there is how you show love to people around you and, and, and build, because that's how I build relationship, you know, is I, I cook someone a good meal and, and they feel my, my, you know, my sincerity to that. Yeah. How it's like, it's a gift of service. You know, you're, you're, you're serving them. It's a gift of love and a gift of service. Yes. I think yeah. teaching your children to serve is very important. It's yeah. super important. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Full on. If we don't yeah. teach them, who's going to? You yeah. Know, yeah. They, they don't learn that in school. I don't think, I don't know. Yeah. I've been out of school for too long to know, but <laughs> so how can people find you other than Facebook? Is that the only way that they can reach you to purchase this post on my Facebook, but I also have an Instagram page with the same name. Okay. So you have Instagram and Facebook. Yes, okay. ma'am. The ultimate relationship chef <laughs> I challenge you to say that real fast you are see okay well I just want to thank you for being on the show is there anything that anything parting statements that you want to leave with anyone to know or have we covered everything you want to share yes yes and I just really encourage everyone hey let's get out there and cook or be a part of the process just get that's how we get the family together that's how we show the love and we don't need to say a whole lot, but our people around us will feel it. And it doesn't cost very much. It's so convenient. We have to eat anyways. Let's make the best out of it. For sure. I yeah. agree. And so again, my guest today is Dr. V Ho, <laughs> and she is the ultimate relationship chef. And if anybody can go onto anybody's Facebook page, mine or hers and say that five times, without screwing up, I'll give you a free copy of my book. <laughs> yeah. That's really hard to say. <laughs> anyway, I just want to thank you for being on board again with us. And um, we've already talked how the audience can reach you. So this is Cheryl, and I'm here with The Walk of Life, and we're going to sign off now. So I don't know if I told you, V, but The Walk of Life is um, is produced in honor of my little brother because he's left us and he 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 loved in his walk of life so he used to say when he hung up the phone bye for now and I always used to say okay bye so now I'm signing off the show and I'm saying as my little brother would say bye for now Aww. and that's how that's how I end my shows now so oh that's yeah. so sweet well thank, thank you so you. much for having me I really appreciate it thank you